You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast hosted by myself, Natalie, or Nat, or Natfluential, whatever you choose to call me, and my new bestie, because we do a pod together, Justin Grant. (laughs) What's up? What's up? (laughs) What's up, Justin? Otherwise known as the Package JG on Twitter. So, what's good? Um, How's it going? Going all right you know the warriors uh in an interesting spot right now <laughs> feels like every other pod is is a different vibe you know yes uh, hopefully yes. it's continued good vibes for the next year you know <laughs> one just want only good vibes. i mean do they have another back-to-back coming up soon because i mean i feel like we should have been on the track to like full good vibes and then there was a back-to-back and because we have no freaking clue what they're gonna do with back-to-backs it just screws up things so um let's talk about their last two games but it looks like for the remaining schedule they have the clippers wednesday utah mm-hmm. friday okay and the minnesota sunday so they don't have any back-to-backs until like the well the first weekend in December but Houston is the second night of that back-to-back so I don't know maybe the baby dubs can show up remember last year when the baby dubs showed up and were competitive do you remember that Justin yeah I was looking at some of those box scores yesterday actually and the main difference is they had players around them that could help them win those games that's what i wanted to know but did otto because those were back to back so did otto and um gp2 may have played but did otto play in those games so when steph and dre rested they won i think three games they won they beat detroit but i think wiggins wiggins looney and jordan all played that game they beat um denver no they beat no, but san it was antonio a close game with denver it was a close game with Denver. They beat San Antonio and they beat someone else. I forgot, but um, no, nah, Otto didn't play. Gary played. Juan played. Lee, Damian Lee played. Um, it was just a. It was just much more veterans like on the team. Quindary came in. And he was obviously much more ready to help. Um, it's just and just fit into their system as a defender and and a guy that's just scrappy, much more so than a guy like Ty Jerome who has played okay for a two-way, but it's just a different type of skill set that he has. Yeah, and impact, exactly. Um, 
So I think that's just the main difference with that. And it's the main difference overall as well. Uh, it's just not enough solid contributing veterans that you know exactly what you're going to get from them. Um, they're going to always compete on defense and know where they need to be and not just be looking lost out there. Uh, so, yeah. And then the baby, it allows when you have players like that, it allows your young guys who have a high ceiling and, and a lot of talent to actually let their talent shine through without their flaws being the reason why they have 26 turnovers and they get blasted. You know what I mean? It's just, it covers up for so much that the young guys may not be able to cover up for right now. I'm glad that you did this research for us. This is why Justin is my partner, right? Like this is what you do. You work with great people. Cause I was like, I know they were competitive last year, but I need to think about like what some of the differences were. Cause it was definitely like Moody out there playing Kaminga. Um, you know, they were out there and we were competitive. And I was like, I know most of the stars didn't play. I said, Andrew may have played. I said, but I think Poole definitely played. I was having this conversation last night with someone. And so, you know what? Let's stick with this game. Let's get the bad and the negative out the way first so the rest of the pod can be vibes. We were going to talk about... <laughs> we were going to talk about last night's game second, but you know what? Let's, let's, let's get that over with. So let's continue talking about this. I'm looking at their schedule in December. And I mean, Kerr cannot seriously plan to rest the starters for every second night of a back-to-back. It's just, they have three back-to-backs in December, four, the first weekend in December. And then after that second week in December, every Tuesday and Wednesday after the second weekend in December, they have back-to-backs. So Milwaukee, Indiana, Knicks, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Utah. I mean, he cannot possibly rest them for all of those games. Right. So he's going to have to figure out something. The schedule is also crazy. I don't know what the league was doing, but like every Tuesday and Wednesday, basically in December, except for the first week, they're back to back. Yeah, that's crazy. Hopefully it kind of, that just means it's going to lighten up in the second half of the season and they don't have as many um, and they can kind of stack wins in the pursuit of seeding or whatever uh, they have in the, in the second half of the season. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. January. They're more spread out, though. They have two in January. But they're in the same week. Ugh. It's like a Sunday and a Monday, <laughs> and then a Thursday and a Friday in the same week. So they have like two days off in between. All right. So that's January. In February, they have two back-to-backs, but those are spread out. So one is at the beginning of February, and then one looks like it's right before All-Star break. They have a game versus the um, first Washington and then the Clippers. In March, they have two back-to-backs as well, spread out. Poor Pelicans. They always get up. But that's going to be back at Chase. But I don't know. Is he going to be resting guys on the second night of a back-to-back in San Francisco too? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Who knows what Steve is going to do, to be honest. Who knows what Celebrini is going to have on the plate for them. Um, but this like shouldn't really be an issue. Than last year. Yeah, it feels like it, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cut you off. What were you saying? I was going to say this is the issue with dropping games you shouldn't have dropped because now you have to essentially play these games. Um, you can't just keep punting the games, which, you know, they've essentially done uh, up to this point. So, yeah, now you got to win them. Like, <laughs> yeah, your, your, your margin for error is getting slimmer and slimmer as each game passes, especially when you're just dropping games just to drop them. Um, and I think Steve, it, like, to a certain extent, Steve, it's like kind of, sending some not some shots but like he's like look joe <laughs> like we're not gonna win games playing the young guys as much as you but would how like long to play can them. you keep doing that at the expense of the team like are y'all riding off this season or not that's what i don't understand it's like i get it but it's like you're doing it at the expense of wins and like hurting yourself for later in the postseason like we cannot bank on them just going on a string of wings and also, you can't bank on them staying healthy. I feel like when you're healthy, you have to win games because you don't know what's going to come. That's my whole thing. I just feel like you cannot mess with the basketball gods like that. And I tweeted something like that last night. I was like, this is still sort of arrogant to me that we're just like penciling in losses still, where right mm-hmm. now I don't feel confident that this is a team that can like just go into other buildings and win confidently. So they need to have good seating, right? And I actually tweeted that. And then like, I left Twitter because I was like still working and doing other stuff. And so I didn't like get back on. And then I saw mad people reply to my tweet. Um, And I guess there was a debate, not specifically about my tweet, but I guess people were talking about it because some people are like, you know, they're older and like they're being reasonable and everyone's outrage over this is like, first of all, I wasn't outraged or angered, but I just think like, I just think, first of all, like, to me, the fact that he chose to play in Houston and not in Pelicans and not in New Orleans, to me, also seems like he wasn't that confident that they could win that game. Because why not rest the first night of the back-to-back, right, where maybe the young guys may have a better chance against Houston and play your guys against the more competitive team and at least give the Pelicans fans one game, where they get to see, because now you rested them for both games, you know, in New Orleans. So now that fan base is not going to get to see them at all this year. And I also think like, that's not right. I know they don't give a shit, but I'm just saying. So I'm just like, the fact that he made the choice to rest them on the second night, to me, feels like they felt more confident about beating the Rockets than beating the Pelicans. Because why not do do it the reverse? Like, why does it always have to be the second night of the back-to-back? Why not rest the first night and play the second night? Like, what is the reason it has to always be the second night? I'm not sure about that either. Um, And I mean, they should, they obviously should feel more confident in beating the Rockets and the Pelicans, but it does kind of show a little bit of like, "Ah, I don't know if we can get this one if we 
you know, if we play against the Pelicans, it's like more so a lack of confidence in beating the Pelicans rather than like, you know, more confidence in beating the the Rockets. So um, that isn't a great sign, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just weird to me. And like, it just, it all comes back to Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando. Like you, you lose, you win those three games, then you're above 500 and you know, you can quote unquote afford to rest on the second night of a back-to-back at this point in the season. It doesn't hurt as much, but when you're trying to climb up the standings, you're not even in play in contention right now. Um, you, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to just, you know, punt these games. And it's, it's, yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's like 2021 again, where Steve is like, all right, Joe, I'm going to show you the hard way that we can't win play, doing it your way. Um, and to so me, it never actually works. It never actually works where people were just like, oh, you know, like, I'm like, did you guys actually pay attention the last two years? All that bullshit at the beginning is why they were in the play-in game. And then they lost, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you would have won the games you needed to, you're not even in a playing spot, and you're not worried about that shit. And so when all those people got hurt at the end of the season, we would have been – because remember, we didn't have Kelly, and I know for some people that may have felt like a good thing, but we didn't have Kelly. We didn't have Wiseman. Eric Pascal, I think, came back, like, right before the, the – like, we were just missing so many bodies. They were playing, like, an eight-man rotation for the last how mm-hmm. many. And just to even have the extra bodies, you can't tell me, wouldn't have helped just a little bit, you know? And so you lose the play-in game because, like, shit happens, right? Like, in a single game for elimination, something happens. Then last season, I'm like, I never get this logic of punting games early because – you end up always making it up later, whether it's with overtime games you have to win or Steph got hurt, Dre got hurt. They were chasing to hold on to the three seed at the end of the year. So instead of the end of the year, when some teams could like maybe rest and relax, you couldn't. And I remember Clay was playing in the very last game of the season. And because it was dependent on how Dallas went, they had to play. Like they didn't know the outcome before. And it's just like stupid. Like just win the games at the beginning of the season that you can win. Mm-hmm. Like people yep. are like, oh, look, they didn't care last year and it didn't matter. It did matter. Like the only right. reason we had the three seed was because they had a cushion from winning so many games in the beginning of the season. And then they still had to fight to hold on to the three seed. Yep. And it, it kind of annoys me when people bring up their like, oh, they have a such and such streak of winning a road win in every playoff series. And it's like, how many of those series have they started on the road? Not right. a lot, right? <laughs> and the ones that they started on the road, they didn't win all of them. Um, so you can't you can't bring that up. Last year, we went into, who do we, Memphis. we started on the road against Memphis. We went into Memphis game one and stole a game. Could have easily lost that game if John makes the layup. Um, potentially lost could have started 0-2. Now you got to win four out of the next five. And that would have been bad. But got a lucky break. Not necessarily a lucky break, but got a break with Dallas beating Phoenix. So now you don't have to play on the road. You don't got to start on the road against them. They, they started at home three out of the four series. And the toughest series, quote-unquote, was, was probably uh, Boston. But Memphis was right there, and they started on the road. You know, <laughs> the games in which they lose home court advantage – I mean, the, the series in which, they, in which they lose home court advantage were the toughest series. They lost home court advantage against Boston, and it was a tougher series. Like, home court advantage absolutely matters. All the role players play better at home. You just want more home games. Like, I don't understand yes. this whole logic. I don't of like, understand oh, we, it as long as we're in the playoffs, 
<laughs> as long as we're in the playoffs, no, bro. How no, many six seeds have won the championship? Mad. People bringing <laughs> like, up the Rockets to me, I'm like, that's an outlier. That's one team, you know, exactly. like that's <laughs> like the Lakers. I'm like, if you can just bring up one or two teams and you're counting them, that means they're outliers. It's not normal. The teams that win always have good positioning. They're like a top two to three seed. They won a lot of games. They have home court. Like, I don't know why you think we, why do we want to just make the road harder? Why do we want to make this a harder thing? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. And not to mention, like, I know Steph and Dre don't like losing games. I don't think any of, like, I know none of the vets like it. Clay don't like losing. Yes, he wants to play well. But those dudes, they are built, they don't like losing games. Not even regular season games. Even if Draymond says, like, it's hard for him to get up for some of those games, if they go on, like, a little losing streak, he doesn't like that. He's going to show up because, like, they don't like losing games. In the past, they were able to go out there and half-ass it against, like, these lower teams, and it didn't matter, and they can't anymore. And so I think, like, that's, like, an awakening for them. But they don't like losing games. Look at Steph sometimes out there. Just pay attention to his face and his body language when the foolishness is happening on the court when they're not on there. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what people are watching. I'm like, are y'all seeing the same things that I'm seeing? Because I'm so confused. Right. And then... And then there'll be like a, a two second clip of them laughing on the bench, and people will be like, "Oh, see, they're not worried." And it's like, what they feel? I mean, they're human beings. Of course, they're going to joke right. and laugh and stuff like that. It's not the end of the world for them, but they, that doesn't mean they are okay with losing. They're, they're okay with punting games. Um, so it's just it's just a, a weird dynamic that people have kind of adopted. Just to accept any type of seating that they get, accept any type of product that they put on the courts because they feel like oh, we can just beat anybody anywhere. And it's like, sure, they can, but, like, will they? You stack all the odds against you. Eventually, you're not going to come out on top. Um, So it's in your favor to just get yourself in the best position possible to, you know, win a championship, win a series, all those things. It all all matters. Especially as you age. You don't want to make it harder as you're aging. And I'm sorry, like, are we looking at the same team? What gives anyone confidence that this team can just be anybody? Like, the starters can't play the whole goddamn game. (laughs) Exactly. Especially if they've been carrying for the whole season up to that point. Like, if they're going to have to go balls to the wall and fucking play with playoff intensity for the entire second half of the season just to get out of the play-in, when they finally get to the playoffs – and they have to start on the road, it's not going to be great. At least not if they go to the conference finals and the finals. They're going to be gassed, kind of similar to what we saw from Boston, even though Boston was the one seed. They had two really, really long, tough series. They got to the finals, and and guys folded because they were they were gassed. And, like, you don't and want – And injured, and you pick up little things. And exactly. right now, other teams have injuries. They're in shambles, too. This is our time to get back in it. They're giving us the, they're giving it to us right now, and exactly. we're not capitalizing on it. We're still fucking resting people. All right, let's let's break and and we'll come back. There's obviously still more to talk about on this, but <laughs> let let's break. You guys are listening to Golden Spaces. We will be back to get into some more on this because clearly both Justin and I are frustrated. Be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> 